Welcome to the MG Kitchen Podcast. This is where you're going to learn all about how to cook very simple food, very easily, very quickly, and with relatively simple ingredients. It's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be a nightmare. It's going to be something you can do for all the family. It's going to be something you're going to really enjoy, particularly in these difficult times when we're all locked down and we're having to find things to do around the house. Today's delicious concoction is chili con carne, which lots of you I know make, and you all have your own little bits of special recipe stuff that you put in. Welcome to another edition of MG's Kitchen. Today, we're gonna to make something that everybody loves, and that is chili con carne. Now, of course, if you're a vegetarian, you can follow this recipe and put everything in apart from the meat. Uh, also, it is still a bit of a lockdown, so if you haven't got everything that you want to put in, there are some shortcuts that you can make, but effectively, what you can hear me doing is cutting up an onion because that's the first thing we put in. You're going to need a pepper as well. You can have green or red. I would usually use, if I had the luxury of choice, I'd use half a green pepper and half a red one. But all I've got in the fridge at the moment is a red pepper, so I'm going to use that. I've got some chilies as well. I'm still using up my Thai chilies. I've only got red ones left, so there's not going to be much green colour in here at all, I'm afraid. I'm going to use the juice of a lemon. I'm going to use a tin of kidney beans. We need some tomato sauce and, of course, some minced beef as well. I've got some really lovely wild beef here, actually, which I got in Borough Market, which is not to say you can't use any other kind of beef, but um, I've put some vegetable oil in the pan already. Saucepan is what you need because you're going to be cooking it in quite a reasonable amount of bulk. The great thing about cooking chilli is that you can freeze loads of it as well. But the first thing you're going to do is uh, mix up the chilies and, of course, the... Um, the onions as well and then I'm going to cut up the pepper for you what you can hear me doing here is just cutting the ends off the chilies I'm going for three these were a really good purchase actually if you can get Thai chilies they're really small but they're very hot and spicy so um, if you don't like a lot of spice one can be enough I quite like uh, quite a bit of it so I'm going to be putting in three also I'm using for this about um, 500 grams of beef so it's quite a big pot I'm going to use um, because I'm going to be eating this for a while and uh, you can hear it beginning to sizzle let's see if I can get my wooden spoon another thing at all times and you'll notice an awful lot of what I do a lot of what I cook is like in a one pot situation um, I think I find that's easiest because um, like I've often said, there's not too much faffing around and you can really sort of tailor the food. And you can, and it's, it's not quite batch cooking, but it almost is. It means that you can create more than one lot of dinner for yourself. I would also have a little Tabasco ready for this as well. Um, and some paprika, of course. Some people like to use um, chilli flakes, you know. It depends on how hot you want it to be, really. But all I would say is don't put too much heat in it straight away because you might need it to taste and the longer it cooks the more hot it actually gets so if you put some hot stuff in there and you think oh this doesn't taste very hot and you put a load more in suddenly in about an hour you'll find oops it seems to have got a lot hotter since i tasted it half an hour ago or an hour ago so just beware like with everything else it's like putting sugar into something if you put too much sugar in or too much salt in you can't take it out but you can always add more that's just the name of the game. And I'll be cutting up the peppers in a second. There go the chilies. And as I've told you before, one of the things you don't want to do is inhale any of the vapors coming out of a, a pan when you're cooking and frying up chilies. 
because it will go right up your nose and right into your throat and you'll be coughing away and one of the things you don't want to be doing in this day and age is coughing uh, because you really don't want people to think that you've got the coronavirus do you even if you haven't but i hope everybody's going well because um by the time this particular recipe comes out it might be that we've got a little bit more freedom we shall see but nevertheless we're going to keep going with the mg kitchen because it's proved to be such a success so many of you have been very complimentary loads of you have sent pictures of the recipes that you've cooked which has been great and i'm really enjoying doing it to be honest um, and i'm hopeful that once we're allowed to get out the bout properly i might actually start um filming some of this stuff as you will be watching you can see The onion getting a bit more translucent, that's a word that we like to use. It means a little bit more see-through. Obviously, I've been remiss by not pouring some wine. I've got a nice little Malbec here, which is from Argentina, which is left over from the cooking from yesterday. Pretty soon, you're gonna hear me putting the peppers in. Now, as with all my dishes, when you put everything in is key. I like to do the onions first, then the chilies, then, I'm going to put the peppers in as well. And then slide into the pan. A little bit of juice with those as well. And so again, all of this is cooked before you do the meat. You put the meat in after the uh, onions and the peppers. A little bit of salt from my salty flakes. Put that in there. I don't put any Worcester sauce or anything in this. Some people will tell you that you can put a drop of soy sauce in it, but I've never actually tried that. Maybe I will try that. It's just one of those little tricks that you can do. I don't normally put any black pepper in it either because basically um, there's going to be plenty of heat and spice coming from the, uh, the, the red chilies and also from the paprika um, and also from maybe the Tabasco. I've also got, uh, as you might expect, a little bit of ginger here, which is kind of optional. But you know, if you've got fresh ginger, it's always a good idea to use it up because it doesn't last forever. And so I'm gonna chop basically the skin off it. And then you're left with a little block, a little cube of ginger. Some people like to grate it. I like to just chop it quite small, you know, sort of chop it into slices one way and then the other. So you end up with some very, very tiny little squares of ginger and it smells lovely. I'm quite a big fan of ginger, it's good for you as well, of course, as anybody will tell you. So there goes the ginger. Now you can see that the uh, red pepper has slightly coloured up the onion. So it's pretty much a good time now to put some um, minced beef in. I've got here lean ground beef. As I said, um, I actually got it from a rather nice um, proper farmer's market type place in uh, Borough Market, and I'm going to stick it. going to stick it all in. You could be quite happily making enough of this for quite a few people with half the amount I'm using. Like 250 grams is enough chili, I would say, for about at least two to three people. Um, but I'm going to make enough for four to five people. 
and that means I can eat four to five portions of it over the course of time. And if you've got enough room in the freezer to put all that, just separate it up into individual portions if you're living alone, or separate it up into portions for two if you've got somebody else with you. And that should do it. Now basically when you're browning the beef, you want to still be paying quite a lot of attention to what's going into the pot because you don't want to burn anything um, and you want it to cook nice and evenly. So occasionally you can turn it and make sure that as it browns, you're turning the unbrowned part, as it were, to the bottom of the pan. Not forgetting to take a little sip of the Malbec every so often, of course. Now, some people will tell you that chili con carne should be served on its own with cheese, which is good if you're on a, a no-carbohydrate diet. I like to sometimes have it with rice. Other people will put it into... Um, into maybe a tortilla or into a burrito, cook it in the uh, in the oven, which I can add to and tell you about later on. Now all of the meat is almost brown now in the pan. It's taken about seven or eight minutes on about number four on the stove top. And you can tell because it starts to get a little bit more, a little bit less gloopy, if you like, is probably the best word I can use. You can make sure that you keep churning it around. So I've got a nice mix now of beef, peppers of onions. I'm going to put a couple of spoons, a couple of tablespoons of gar of paprika in it. I don't actually measure it myself. I just kind of, I've got a big bag of it and I just shake some in. But this has the effect of thickening up, binding it all together. And I also will use, if you don't have some of this, get some because it's good in lots of different recipes, some ground cumin. And it's quite strong cumin. So, and some people are allergic to it. So be careful who you're cooking for. But um, ground cumin, Gives it a nice little kind of uh, rich taste and it's a nice brown colour. So you're going to mix all that in and already you can smell the aroma of the cumin and the beef mingling and it's really lovely. It looks great already. I mean, you can actually eat this now, but it's going to be an awful lot better once you've cooked it for a while. Now, as you know, uh, we also put some uh, tins of tomatoes in and all passata. I've still got passata because I had to buy that when the lockdown was seriously on and nobody could get them hands on any tomatoes. So I'm putting in, as usual, one of my bottles of passata from Naples, which is lovely. But a tin of tomatoes is fine. Um, allow that all to mingle in. And I would suggest that now would be the time probably to stick a lid on the pot. Also, I've got one tomato left over from a sardine and tomato sandwich I made earlier, which was very good. Um, thanks to everybody for voting, by the way, uh, in our polls that we've been doing, because they're very, very popular as well. I'm going to turn it down to three now, because it doesn't need to boil quite so vigorously. Um, and as ever, I'm going to put some water into my passata jar, because as you know, we don't like to waste anything here in MG's kitchen. So there's me shaking it up, and we'll pour that in later, because... There's going to be some kidney beans going. We don't have to put those in yet. If you've got any fresh coriander, that's great. That's really good to put in. And some lemon juice as well. What I normally do is I put half the juice of a lemon in, or half the juice of half a lemon even, uh, and then I use the other half later. Right, the chilli's been on for about half an hour now, so it's time to check on it. Always worth checking on everything that you're cooking. Never leave it for more than 20 minutes, half an hour. Time to refill the old glass. It's now um, a bit of rosé, Pinot Grigio, but um, from Italy, and rather nice, sort of blush. Put that back in the fridge. Now let's have a look. Time to put the next stage in. It's looking like it's cooking very nicely together. And this is when a good time is to like give it a little taste. 
because if it's quite spicy, it should be quite spicy by now. It's not too bad, so I'm gonna put a little bit of Tabasco in. There you go. Two or three shakes of that. I'm gonna do, um, I've cut the lemon in half. I've got my lemon squeezer here. So I'm gonna squeeze in half the juice, half a, the juice of half a lemon. I don't know why I have such trouble saying that. That's gone in there. It just gives it a nice little sharpness, which is lovely. And then it's time to add the kidney beans. Now, some people will say buy the kid kidney beans and um, steep them overnight in water. Get all that. <coughs> just buy a tin. But make sure you get the ones in water, because if you get the ones in salted water, that's not so good. You don't want to put salted water in there. So just get a tin of kidney beans. Now, some people would say you can also put chickpeas in if you like, if you've got a tin of those. Or you can even get those mixed beans, which come in a tin. But really try hard to get the ones in water. Um, I also like, if you can get them, black beans. You can do black-eyed peas. I mean, you can choose whichever beans you like, but just the beans need to be in there. Because that's part of the chilli con carne. We'll check on it in another half an hour. You all have your own little bits of special recipe stuff that you put in, but here's what I need for mine. Some vegetable oil, 250 grams of minced beef, one onion, one pepper. Sometimes I use half a green pepper, half a red pepper. Two chilies, depending on how uh, strong they are. And if you're using, for example, a red pepper, I would use green chilies. It's just nice to have different colors. One tin of tomatoes, one tin of kidney beans, one lemon, uh, from which you're gonna squeeze the juice, one tablespoon of paprika, uh, one uh, sorry, half a tablespoon of cumin and one teaspoon uh, of Tabasco, which I just shake in literally. Uh, and I serve it with rice and you might, if you wish, uh, grate some cheese on the top of it. Join me again next time for another episode of MG's Kitchen. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And if you want to show me your creations, tweet me at MG's Kitchen.